Hello, everyone, and welcome to Moogle Go Around episode 123. Yes, somehow we've made 123 of these. I don't know how. I don't know how we broke 100, but somehow we have done that. Um, I would like to say that recently we've been doing the first episode with a giveaway, but due to financial reasons for myself this month, there's no giveaway this week, but the giveaway will be delayed till two weeks from now. So anyone that's here for the giveaway today, I'm sorry. Um, but in two weeks' time, there'll be an actual giveaway. Um, but we've got Paul here. Hey, Paul. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm unmuting like two different like things. So, <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm in very much in pain because it's like my IBS is starting off. But I've also took medications. <laughs> I'm like low-key like, do I need to go to Lou? Do I not need to go to Lou? Do I just sit here in pain? I don't know. Pain is not good. I really do hope you feel better soon, mate. Yeah, this is uh, the last day of me taking pills. So then I can actually like have my normal sleeping schedule. I say normal sleeping schedule. I mean American sleeping schedule. I can um, say, when, <laughs> when did we have a normal sleeping schedule? I mean, to be fair, what's normal to anyone, really? <laughs> what is normal? This day and age, there is yeah. no. Being different is the way forward in life. Yeah. Uh, now, before I, I can't believe I'm getting to introduce this. I have been an incredible fan of their show for many years. Uh, with Limit Break Radio being, in my opinion, one of the most important cornerstones when it comes to Final Fantasy content creation that there is. I, as I've said many times on Twitter, I will say this anytime I want any podcast that asks me. I feel like we would not have as many Final Fantasy. Con- yeah, there are big ones out there like A for Right Radio, or it used to be Pet, was it Pet Gamma Biscuit, or whatever it was before that. Uh, State of the Realm. We've all had major Final Fantasy content creators, but to me, I feel like. This was one of the big cornerstones that helped push the game and, and content creation. Um, but so, yeah, we're very lucky to have her on. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Iscalia. Well, thank you. That is one of the nicest intros I've ever gotten. Oh, well, thank you. But no, seriously, you you helped inspire me want to make content for this game. So for good or bad reasons, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's definitely a good thing. I will count that amongst my uh, list of accomplishments. Uh, uh-huh. through the years but uh yeah no thank you and congratulations uh, 123 episodes i was telling you before it is really really difficult to do any show for 100 episodes and just look at my back catalog of shows that have fizzled after three episodes let alone 123 <laughs> uh well maybe this will be our last one then we can retire and i can i don't know buy a boat i don't know why a boat because i like internet access and i really wouldn't have it but a boat. Say, you, you don't like fish. All the, like, yeah, the fish water. scare me. So, <laughs> so it would get like... you out of having to do a giveaway in two weeks, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, we've been giving away Void Whales every month, so oh, nice. Um, make sure you tune in in two weeks for the Void Whale. I just I had like £800 worth of bills go out this week, so yeah. Okay, right, right, British. <laughs> pounds is money. I was sitting like, £800 of bills? That's so many bills. <laughs> what? Yeah, all the bills here in England are lead weighed. <laughs> yeah, what do they send you bills on? Gold leaf? <laughs> uh, I mean, with the amount they charge you, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what have you been up to, um, both in real life and in game? Well, uh, real life uh, has been wild. In game has been wild. So everything's wild. Everything's crazy right now. Uh, I left my job at Checkpoint uh, XP. I, I say left. I was uh, I was told to leave my job at Checkpoint XP. Uh, so I became a free agent for the first time since 2014, 2013. I don't know. Some whenever LBR started. I, I don't or started backup. I should say. I don't really remember. Um, 
so I, I became a free agent, and uh, I, I people kept telling me I need to, you know, take some time and discover myself. And I'm like, man, I'm all about discovering myself. That I d already did that when I started hormones. Like, I'm, I'm, I've discovered enough about myself. I don't want to know anything else. So instead of just sitting around doing nothing, I decided uh, I'd like to start working on my own brand, and that's kind of what I've been up to over the last week, especially. And yeah. Uh, do you want to plug that brand right here? Because I'm going to give you all all episodes to constantly plug that brand. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I don't have like a spiffy name at it. It's basically just Escalia Uncensored, Unfiltered, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's 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 my own brand. It's me. Uh, we're built around five tenets on our brand. Those five tenets be being gaming because it would be really hard to pivot away from gaming at this point in my career. Uh, film, which is actually like probably my number one passion in life. I love movies. I love film. Uh, tabletop gaming and roleplay. Uh, I love Dungeons and Dragons. I've played Star Wars, Song of Ice and Fire, End of the World, D&D 3, 4, and 5 edition. Uh, all over the place with tabletop and roleplay. And then the other two tenets are LGBTQIA inclusivity as a trans woman myself. Obviously very important to me. And then finally, sexual and uh, kink positivity are all major tenets of the, the brand. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Escalia, and you can check out the Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Escalia, where we're streaming every day this week, uh, building up to a big fundraiser stream on Saturday. So in just, gosh, good, good Lord, two days' time. Uh, yeah. We're going to be doing that at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, where we're going to be playing Final Fantasy VIII, and we're going to be beating it this weekend. So, yeah. In my opinion, the third best Final Fantasy game. Yeah, right. Um, I think uh, eleven definitely had the biggest impact on me, but I'd have to really stretch my reasoning to say it's the best. Oh, if, uh, I'm, I think... if I'm including uh, MMOs, probably five. Then, um, yeah. Anyway, can yeah. I... yeah, no, you're you're absolutely. If we're including the MMOs, yeah, it's probably up there around five. I, I mean, Final Fantasy eight is for me probably number three behind nine and six, and then you got eleven and fourteen coming in kind of right after it. So, yeah. I, I love FF8. It is my favorite in the series, even if I don't think it's the best in the series. So I'm looking forward to just kind of getting in and playing and hopefully raising some money for new streaming equipment and uh, having a good time. See, 7 for me pushes itself into the top 5 just by huh? default. Uh, because without Fantasy 7, Europe would never have been able to experience Final Fantasy games. Because 1 to 6 came after 7. Yeah, oh, so. that's right. One through six came after seven. Right? Well, you guys didn't get a a, a release of one through six. No, Whoa. not until uh, PS One. So. Uh, Tibiant Salt says FF Eight is special. The first time you heard words in Final Fantasy, my jaw dropped. Oh yeah. When do you hear words in FF Eight? Oh, you hear the the feedos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The songs. That makes sense. Oh, and eyes on me. Duh. Stairs at my linear history at Final Fantasy. <laughs> Don't worry. Thirteen is a good game too. It is. It is. <laughs> I said I said good game. I've, I didn't say good Final I, Fantasy. <laughs> I've, I've only played Final Fantasy thirteen, a little bit of thirteen too, then obviously fourteen and then fifteen. Since it's played say... no game but fourteen, so well, like, listen, 14 is obviously wonderful. Uh, I've really enjoyed coming back to it. Obviously, when I left Final Fantasy 14 at the conclusion of Limp Break Radio, I was about as burned out as you can be on a video game. Uh, but I've been able to come back to it uh, a good bit over the last year. And, yeah, I found a, I found a nice home uh, to come back to because it's, it's every bit as fun as I remember it being. I do need to level up my crystal out one day so I can join you. Yeah, absolutely. Sausage content. <laughs> 
that's my that's my Baumang out. What uh, is it? Sausage McContent? Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> uh it was a it was an old I pronounced savage content bad and said sausage content instead of savage, so it ended up making gotcha. up as a character. I like it. I mean I had a, a League of Legends uh account named Barry McBronzy, so I got you. <laughs> But no, I loved Seven as I said before because it was my first Final Fantasy game. It was like Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest Eight was our first one. Well, we all have a special place in our heart for our yeah. first one, right? Like I, yeah. I, I always have to like check myself because Final Fantasy Nine was my first Final Fantasy game, um, and I also argue that it's the best one in the series. And I always have to kind of like second guess, like, okay, am I saying that because it was my first one, or am I saying that because I actually believe that? Over the years, I've kind of settled on, no, I do actually believe that it is the best if I look at it objectively. Um, but there's arguments to be made for sec- six, there's arguments to be made for seven, there's not really an argument to be made for eight, even though it's my favorite. There's just too much wrong with it. Um, I, I, like I know a lot the, of people love ten. I like the spell system of eight. As much as most people hate the draw system, I actually really enjoy the junks in the system because I never really used magic anyway in most Final Fantasy games unless I have to. So I like the I think you got it though. Like I love the junctioning system. I hate the drawing system. Yeah, I get why people don't like drawing. It's boring. But the junction system, the idea of boosting your character up through equipping your magic to the different slots, especially if you're not much of a magic user, then yeah, I totally get it. I I loved FF8's uh leveling system and, and junction system. But yeah, the drawing stuff is boring. At least as an adult, I realized now that you can just use the card system to do it rather than having to draw. But as a kid, I was too dumb to do that. I was just like, draw, 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 draw. Chili, you got those pro tier strats now. Yeah, exactly. I tell people that all the time. Oh, I hated the draw system. Then you're doing it wrong. You don't actually draw anything. You turn things into cards, and then you turn those cards into items, which you then turn into spells. Ugh, scrub, get get with it. And plus, that way you don't level up, therefore the enemies are weaker. Um... Yeah, pretty much. If you finish the game at level 7, you're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but don't try and get Squall's ultimate weapon in the, at the start of the game because it will drive you nuts. I've done that several times in my playthrough. Yeah, I've done that twice. I'll tell you what, on our on our fundraiser stream, we are not going to be doing a Disc 1 Lionheart run because uh, I am not farming uh, 40 Elnoil cards ever again. See, that's why I can't do, like, stream challenges like you're doing this weekend because mm-hmm. in my head i just grind to be wherever i can at the start no matter what like i know i have to do hey i can't grind probably have to do card system but like in seven the last time i played through seven i left disc one with so powerful that i actually almost killed the mid the, the zolem snake right away yeah, well, that's kind of what happens in 8, right? When you grind too much on, on Disc 1, when you get all the spells and all the stuff uh, junctioned properly, then for the rest of the game, you basically, like, two-shot bosses. Yeah, and that's my problem. I, the stream would not enjoy that. I, it would not be any, What are you doing? Well, it's been 12 hours of killing this one-named mob. Yeah, exactly. Are you doing I, it? Because, I did yeah. that on my first on my first charity stream. I did that. I We got into Dalit, and I I must have sat just on, on Cypher, I had Cypher kill Squall and Zell so they couldn't level up, and I put all my GFs on him and just let him level up those GFs for, like, an hour. And I'm like, is this good content? I don't know that this is good content. Uh, but to be fair, there's people out there that that like that madness. Uh, my, our actual biggest stream of all time was during... Do you, do you remember Ishgard Restoration? Oh, viscerally. I spent 12 hours fishing on stream. Just fishing for 12 hours. 
I'm first of all, I'm so sorry. I can't believe you maintained your sanity through that. I had to do fishing for 15 hours a day for nine days in a row. So yeah, sounds awful. It was I. I wanted to cry. Yeah, I really wanted to cry. You could hear the madness getting in my voice by the end of the. I got the title, but yeah, it wasn't I, I worth quickly it. accepted that I was just going to be the 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 beta the beta of the ser- uh, server. Uh, what's it called? Beta of the firmament. Yeah, the beaters. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I I call listen. I know what they wanted to say. They wanted to call me a beta male. I get it. Look, what put the fire in my heart was the fact that when I was yeah, I started off thinking I was going to do it. As Susan says, I'm a proud bayer. You know, I was too Beautiful, until so am I. And I was until the last one when I I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah, the first day I thought, you know, I'm gonna try, see how I do, and you know, if I get it, I get. It. If not, I won't. Day two, I saw people shouting in the chat saying that, oh, we're trying to get it just so that other people can't get it. I'm like, That's I kind of want to get it now. Yeah, oh well, yeah, you're almost <laughs> like, all right, well, screw you then. Yeah, they were like, there was a couple of people that had it already. I uh, had it from previous, like, com- like previous rounds. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we want to make sure it's so limited that only a couple of people have had it on our server. So we're going to try and steal it so that even though we can't get it again, you know, they could get in the top 10, but they can't get the t- another title. It's the same title each right. time. So they're like, oh, so that nobody else on the server can get it, we're going to do it. I'm like, well, I'm going to steal it from you then. I, I don't care yeah, exactly. how much madness I'm going to go through. I'm getting that title. <laughs> Absolutely. Good for you. <laughs> One million points of fish later. <laughs> one million points. Sir, I think it's each fish was like 1,500 points. So that's how much fish I caught for anyone that wants to know. That's a lot of fish. In that's the words lot. of uh, <laughs> Ferris Bueller, that's a lot of fish. There was a lot of decent as well. I actually capped my decent thanks to that. Chardray fishing is evil. Unless you're ocean fishing. That's the best fishing. I don't get my fish up to level 80. That is the fastest job to level 80 I have ever leveled up. I mean... All crafters are really fast now. Yeah, exactly. Just spam those uh, freaking, uh, uh, what are they called? Jeez. Ocean fishing? Deal, uh, levs. Spam oh, levs and you're, you'll have it leveled oh, up in no. no time. Don't do levs. Save levs. Don't do levs. Save the levs. Do Ishgard restoration. Oh, okay. I, I'll tell you what. I got fishing to 80 in about two hours. Oh, well. well <laughs> yeah, it was, you, what, it was pretty do you, quick. Do you know the coffee biscuit tra- strat? I do know the coffee biscuit strat. That's why I got culinarian to level 80. <laughs> Uh, Father Fenway Chili's fishing stream was something to be old. Well, thank you. Hopefully, that's a good thing. Yes, I tell. That's a lot of fish. Yeah, maybe. There we go. Uh, but what were you saying, Paul? Sorry. Hmm? Oh, no, I was just talking about ocean fishing. Oh, yeah, ocean fishing. I went back only just so I could get the, the seagull minion and the, the the dolphin minion. So I wanted the mount. That's what I wanted. And I got it. So I was like, yay. I didn't yay. want to go for the titles, but then in the end, I was like, eh. Uh, I'm not really playing Final Fantasy that much anyway. It's like everyone's like, I was, I was looking at me only stream. And like, and I saw his uh, thing today where it's like, oh, this is my 11th or, or no, my 10th like resistant weapon. And I'm like, I haven't done bloody one yet. Yeah, I know. I got to go do mine. And I'm just like, I'm stuck on the friggin' phase where you got to do 18 uh, Void Arc and 18 Rab Nasties. I, I can't do it. I, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm still on the Crystal Tower. <laughs> the Crystal oh, Tower one I eventually just got by doing Alliance Raid every day. But like, I, I can't. I, I can't. I don't. I hate Rab Nasty. I'm lucky I did a lot of this when it was, you know, first came out. So there was a lot of Blue Mage pies and Blue Mage just cheese all of it. I'm going to have to do, like, a stream where I just grind out that re- that weapon and let, like, yeah. the chat keep me from losing my mind. Yep. Go, ch- go, go follow them on Twitch.tv. to do that. What a plug. <laughs> what a pro. I love it. Ah, uh, 
but no, I would reckon if you can find blue mage parties for the alliance raids, do that because um, the I, I can't remember what the ice move is called now. Ram's voice, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ram's voice plus ultra vibration actually kills all the trash mobs in the, in the twenty four man raid instantly. Oh, well, that's really good. Yeah, so you only actually have to kill the bo- yeah main bosses. So <laughs> uh, I like it. Maybe I'll actually level up blue mage. Uh, get a friend to level you. It takes about I would say. If you want to do the cheese, it takes about an hour and a half to go from one to 70, Jeez. maybe two hours. Um, you just go to a high level area. Okay. I, I, I'm sure. Please don't go after a Square Enix, even though you're never going to listen to this anyway. Who knows? Um, listen, I, can... I promise you Square Enix will ban me if they ban anybody. Yeah. <laughs> do you go to the salt salts, uh, the salt area, I think it's called, um, or a highish level for your level. The only move you need to make sure is the you have is the fish throwing move, which you can get from Costa the Soul from the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, have get that move because it's an instant cast. Then what you do is you go to an enemy. You, you have a friend, of course, a high max level friend of any job, specifically gear DPS if possible at ranged. A black mage, red mage, a white mage, or something like that that has a ranged DPS bard, dancer, blah blah blah. Um, you pull the enemy with your fast attack. They kill it. You get the credit, but because of the fact the enemy's level 70, you get a crap ton of XP. Oh, interesting. Um, I know what job I'm leveling up tonight. Yeah. So, and plus because... <laughs> do, you use the, do you use the fish yeah. move because it's a guaranteed hit? No, it's not a guaranteed hit. It's just insta-cast, so that way you can just keep running around. Oh, easy enough. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you actually have to hit the enemy. You just have to, you know, target. Yeah, you know, make it so it's, you've marked it sort of thing. You have yeah, to you gotta hit, hit. Yeah. Oh, I like it. And you can just run around... And yeah, you you will level up fast. Right, and then well, of course you have to have the grind. To, Blue Mage. You do have to have to then go after the spells, which takes a while. Um, the spells I would recommend first is Basic Instinct, um, um, the, the Ultra Vibration, the Rams Voice I said, and April uh, April Manipulation. Those are the four key spells, five key spells. That's hard. Okay. Um, Sounds fun. Bas- basic Instinct, just because Blue Mage has the ability to um, have a tank stance called mighty guard which lowered your damage and movement speed originally but basic instinct if you're going into a dungeon on your own so it's a, it's a normal four person dungeon but you unsync it on your own um basic instinct removes the damage decrease by mighty guard also increases your healing potency increases your damage potency and increases your movement speed Jesus. yeah so basically you gain a shit ton of stats all right i'm gonna level up blue mage i'm gonna do it nice Shout out to that blue mage that gave me a stack of uh, roast chicken on stream when I was doing the the relic. Shout out to you. He was just doing like, or, or they were just doing fates. They invited me because because I was doing fates at the same time. Like obviously going after the crystals, and I was just was just wandering around, and it's like he just trades me, and I'm like, huh, what? And he just gives me like a stack full of smoked chicken. I'm like, oh, there's my raid food done. That I'll do that ever again. Very Ooh. nice. Yeah, I just didn't know who it was. It's a random nice guy, oh nice woman person, that person. Shout out to you. Come with me on him, though. I think I might have something with C. It'll come to I, me at some point. I got my master books on culinary recently, actually. I was I somehow learned crafting. Um, <laughs> and I looked at the, like, oh, you know what? Now I can craft my raid food. Looked at the ingredients needed for him. Like, maybe I won't craft raid food. Yep. Bunch of time nodes. Yeah. Time nodes. Uh, I, think, I think the worst part is, is that the time for the 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 rock, I think you have to do. Like the, uh, the Aether Sand. I don't think it's Aether Sand, but it's uh, like... Some sort of aether and like I had to do it for our crafter on EU, make pots and stuff. So I had to like do all that, and that's fun. 
It's oh, not. No, I just saw there was like six ingredients for one food. I'm like, mm-hmm. my item space. I don't have six item spaces. Who has six <laughs> item spaces? Do you have six item spaces, Escalia? Do you? At any how. given moment, I have zero inventory. I am the worst about keeping my inventory clean. I've got like I have like thirty item spaces taken up by um, firmament stuff that I'm never going to use. I have like uh, fifteen taken up by materia of all different ranks that I'm never going to use or sell, and I should just NPC. I've got, like, ten more taken up by food, only one of which I use. I'm the worst about inventory space. I sit here complaining, like, I don't have any inventory space. And it's 100% a self-inflicted wound. I mean, I'm the same. I mean, I'm so bad at hoarding that I've made a retainer. Uh, She's named Fish Holder, and her existence is to hold my ocean fish. What what an incredible (laughs) existence that must be. They, They must really, like... It's like it's the Rick and Morty, Morty bit. Master, what is my purpose? You hold fish. Oh my god! What's my name? Fish holder. That's that's brutal. I'm telling you what. I'm glad my parents. My parents may not have named me the right gender, but they definitely didn't name me fish holder. Look, at least your and there's your sister, fish holder too. Ah, yeah. uh, talk about names. Ah, oh, I still remember the fact that my name is so long because my mum was couldn't really like write it down when because when i was you know she was ill when i was born um so my granddad was the one who did it and he realized that none of his family was in my name so he decided to put another name in my name just so that his family had representation as well and that's one wow. of the reasons why <laughs> yeah that's one of the reasons why i have so many names so if anyone wants to know why i'm called benjamin thomas william shillabir hall that's one of the reasons <laughs> he added william that, the uh, first of all Prior to transitioning, my middle name was also William, so I can uh, I can get that. But uh, yeah, that is some next level stuff by your, your grandfather. They're not in my, in my name, so let's just add it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what mine did as well. Like I think uh, my Irish put Colin, and then like the other half put uh, Francis, and like my actual name Paul. I was I'm actually named after a goddamn bar owner that gave my mum a hundred quid when she was pregnant. <laughs> so I was just named after a bar owner. It's great. Worst thing to be named. Oh. I'm so middle name. Is, I wish I was that. Because every mean, time you can I take get one of my names if you want. <laughs> yeah, you can just give people names. <laughs> Does Don't anyone want to take Francis, Colin, Thomas? <laughs> but now uh, back to Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so yeah, what what inspired you to come back to the game? Yeah, uh, so for those who have been Limit Break Radio listeners, you probably, it won't shock you to learn that when we ended Limit Break Radio and started putting our focus towards Checkpoint, we were all pretty burned out. Uh, We had been playing the game uh, steadily since, many of us, since 1.0, and, uh, you know, Limit Break Radio was running weekly at that point, and we were getting pretty burnt out having to come up with three hours of content surrounding the game you started getting more and more bits and stuff surrounding the game instead of things talking directly about it uh and then stormblood came out and it certainly was not my favorite expansion by any stretch of the imagination that really was kind of what did it uh where i was just like "I'm, i'm done i can't play anymore and uh really what brought me back was just having some time away uh so much of my focus went into it became about esports and so i was following league of legends and i was following overwatch really heavily and then i looking for you know time away from those games 
uh, I started just looking around for stuff to, that I could play, and I remembered that everyone was telling me that Shadowbringers was so great, and Shadowbringers is so good, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, but you people liked Stormblood, too, and I, I don't know. So it took me a while before I was willing to, to, to dip a toe back in, but around 5.2, maybe the tail end of 5.1, I uh, I decided to to try it out and see uh, how much I liked it. And about the time uh, I got to the infamous Teslin cutscene in Amarang, I was sold. I was like, okay, no, uh, it's, it's actually poor Teslin. Yeah, F's in the chat for Teslin. Uh, by the time we got to that cutscene, I was I was pretty well sold on on I was coming back to the game and I was going to be playing again. Which is, I mean, you know, then to say like. It doesn't like go downhill from there. The story gets better and better all the way through that 5.0 run of Shadowbringers, and by the end of it, like I'm sitting here, like I just saw my favorite cutscene they've ever put in the game. They finally have managed to get our Warriors of Light to emote properly. Like our facial <laughs> expressions actually mean something and convey stuff now, which is super cool. And uh, yeah, by the by the time I had finished up Shadowbringers 5.0, I was back in. Oh, I'm still catching up. Yeah, I'm happy they they learnt from like Shadowbringers, uh, not from, not from Shadowbringers, but from uh, uh, Stormblood. Mm -hmm. Stormblood, they tried to direct it between two stories, so it wasn't a main focus story. Right. Well, and, I think that's quite. No, I was saying that that's the part I didn't like because you had a very traditional kind of. Uh, I think if I'm using my words correctly, uh, Asian aesthetic, mm -hmm. and then yeah, you know, you had <laughs> you had. Uh, it, like you had Alamigo, and I was just like, I just didn't like the Alamigo part. It was just sloppy. It was. It was just sloppy. Well, it, it's wild too because people fall on either side of it, which one you liked more. Uh, but most people agreed that they didn't like that there was both. Um, and and I I saw like what they were trying to do was employing the same themes in both of them to tell how to try and show that the story that is happening in one is happening everywhere in the world and we've seen the ex uh, an expansion of that as we've moved into Bozja and Wurlit and uh, Zhangsha and other areas that we've heard about we've come to understand that the story that was being told in Alamigo and the story that was being told in Doma is a story that is playing out all across uh, Heidelin or at least on, on our continent and the issue that I, I, I just think is, like, people were get either got invested in that uh, bit in Alamigo at the beginning, and they wanted to know what was going to happen next there, or they got in, invested in the Doma section and didn't want to go back to Alamigo, and it just didn't work out quite the way they wanted to. What they were hoping is that the, the stories and themes would be so similar in both places that you really wouldn't notice the transition, but I noticed it. Uh, for me, the, the Alamigo part was, like, the selling point. I... That last two levels, level 59 and, or sorry, uh, 69 and 70, as you make the push from the, the fringes into the peaks and into uh, the locks and finally assaulting Alamigo itself, is some of my favorite storytelling in all of FF14. Like, it's, it's really, really good and powerful, in my opinion. And it's just there was like eight other levels that was just okay. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that, yeah. I, I think it, it was good... In a sense, at the, the ending, where there's kind of like they're rounding it off, mm -hmm. it was just the beginning was sluggish. It was like I was put, like starting a new character. Yeah, it's the like, first you get to the first levels are absolute bad and sluggish, and then you get to the good part. The first two uh, levels in both Alamigo and Doma are a slog. Like the the whole section in the Ruby Sea is just 
brain numbing. Yeah. But to your point, my wife prefers the Doma section, but that's because she's Al Zayla, and she liked the Azim Steps. So they yeah, like pretty good. I like the Azim Steps as well, to be honest. But uh, we then, you know, you turn your attention to Shadowbringers, and they did a much better job of telling one cohesive story in one setting that was super interesting. And you made your villain not suck, which is probably the most important thing. Because for as much as you complain, or as we complain about Stormblood and different parts of Stormblood, if Xenos had been more engaging and more interesting, we'd have forgiven an awful lot of that. But he's not. He's he was really bland and really not interesting. And then you get to Shadowbringers, and it's made all the more obvious how bland and uninteresting he is when you meet Emmett Selk, who is just a yeah. way better villain. Uh, Father Fenway says, I think I'm the only person who likes Stormblood more than Heaven's World. That said, I do, I'd do. i like to feed least to a crocodile. And then Chad responded with poor crocodile. Poor Oof. crocodile. Okay, so not a lot of least love in the chat. Gotcha there. Uh, yeah, no, right? Like, uh, I I liked Heaven's World a lot. I uh, Specifically, though, uh, it's the 3.1 to 3.3 section of Heaven's World. The, right up to the ending of Nidhogg. I think is some spectacular storytelling. 3.4 and 3.5 were a little weak, in my opinion, but um, I don't know that I would say I liked it less than Stormblood. I thought Stormblood was pretty good. That said, the final cutscene of the Stormblood main MSQ, where you uh, they sing the national anthem as it's supposed to be, was very powerful and still makes me get all all misty. Oh, that was beautiful. That yeah, was. absolutely. But it doesn't it go do such a good job of highlighting how evil, like, or not even evil's not even the right word because that is how you assimilate a nation that you've taken over yeah. as you do things like that. It is a really nice touch to the Garleans and especially to um, Gaius, who we find out in those stories was actually a pretty good ruler of Alamigo before he was defeated. Uh, he was doing actually a pretty good job of integrating those two cultures and doing the things you need to do to take over a culture uh it's just xenos was less good at it yeah well xenos just knows sword sharp me stab things yeah exactly he's not interested in you know assimilating these people into the culture of garlemald he was interested in they will bend the knee or die and i don't really care which one they choose and it brought you brought up on the limit break radio well it was brought up on the limit break radio episode but mm -hmm. i've been saying this for a while now and i I'm one of the. I think I'm one of the few people that have said it first. That I feel like Xenos is going to be Arvagita. Is going to be Arvagita. 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 Oh my yeah. God! No, please. Yes. It's yes. going to happen. Oh. Yes. I, I can't. I can't deal with that. I like. Listen. You. You're trying to build him up as the arb arbiter of chaos, right? He's meant to yeah. be the. Uh, I just, I, all I want is one more fight with you, and I, I get the, the parallels to Vegeta there, right? Like, uh, like, because yeah. Vegeta, at the end of the day, wants that one more fight with Goku. He wants to yeah. prove he's better than Goku. And that's but, what like, Xenos wants to do. That's all he wants I, to do. I know that he, well, see, that's the thing, is, I don't know that he wants to prove he's better than us. He just wants to fight us again. He just wants to have that glorious moment of combat with us again, where we try our hardest, and they, and he tries his hardest. But, like, like, we gotta remember that, like, Vegeta's arc involved him, you know, uh, the Namek saga, where he had to, uh, was kind of forced to work with Gohan and Krillin, and then we got into the Android saga, which had a time skip where he's now met Bulma and has fallen in love with somebody. He meets Trunks, who we find out is, is his kid. Like, he went through a whole bunch of stages. 
And even then, he still turned evil in the Boo Saga, and it was only at the end of the Boo Saga where he redeems himself, finally, uh, and truly becomes a good guy. But, like, I don't know that we have enough time for Xenos to, to pull that arc. Like, I'm, I'm saying that he will be still in Namek Saga by the end of yeah, the expansion, end of 6.0 story. Um, no. Right? Or is he going and, to be no. Saga? You know, Are you telling me? Yeah. We're going to have to put up with him beyond 6.0, you're telling me? Um, yeah, I feel like we are. I don't feel like... Okay, I feel like we are going to, but I don't think they're going to use him right away. I still feel like we're going to lose most of the Scions, and it, it, we're going to have, like, a new team. Like, oh. Alice, I feel like it's going to... It can't be Xenos. Alice Alpha Noe, Gratia, Estillian, and the rest leave at the end of oh. 6.0. So I think there's two conversations there, right? One, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. I think we uh, we are going to lose a bunch of scions. Um, I think we are about to learn in the worst of ways that war has casualties on everybody. Uh, war claims things from everyone. Uh, I think we've seen that very effectively demonstrated in Alphano's yeah. story in uh, 5.4 and 5.5, where his whole we can be better, there is a better way, that's going to be tested. And he's going to have to really really dig deep to stick to those convictions if he wants to. But I think it is going to come at the expense of a couple of our scions. I think we're going to lose some. I think Grahati is going to die, personally, but we'll see. Um, I'll be very sad, and I'll have to console my wife, who will never stop crying. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Oh, God, don't base. say that. Resna's going to be crying. Resna's probably in tears right now. Sorry, sorry Resna. Grahati is going to live on. He'll yeah, exactly. Die. It's not actually going to happen, I promise. Uh, but Xenos, uh, my issues with Xenos, again, is our comparison to Vegeta. We have to remember, like, they make fun of it in Dragon Ball Z Bridge, right? Vegeta did not kill anybody when he came to Earth. Not for lack of trying, mind you, but he didn't kill anybody. Like, you've got Xenos, who is a war criminal and is very evil. It's like, it's uh, the same thing we ran to with Tsukiyomi, right? Like, Xenos uh, has already killed any evil and hasn't really killed any good named characters not named characters but there's a lot of alamegans who are uh like he's a monster like he's a yeah, butcher he also, technically, he, he also, we though we yeah we technically have we have as well yeah so technically yeah. we are both butchers yeah but we have the advantage of being the hero of the game so like you know <laughs> us murdering <laughs> people is fine <laughs> yeah, we, we have the plot armor i i feel like xenos um, they have really gone out. My, my guess for how this ends is Xenos becomes the avatar of Zodiac. We become the avatar of Hydaelyn. We fight each other. We destroy. We'll defeat Xenos. Uh, and hopefully that is the end of his story. I mean, yeah, but, that's why we go to the moon. I, I felt like that since they go, I said that we're going to yeah. have like some sort of giant anime battle where we become Hydaelyn. He becomes Zodiac and we're fighting on the moon. So it doesn't really matter what kind of destruction we do because it's the right. moon. Well, and you've, you've already done your redemption arc with Gaius and your redemption arc with Fordola. Man, you're really running that plot line thin to do another one. By the way, when I say I don't feel like he's going to get redeemed. I feel like he's just going to be someone that pops up and challenges us every so often. Okay, <laughs> that I could actually see. Because you're right, they may not kill him off for good here. Uh, he, there's no way they redeem him. Uh, I do believe that Fordola is going to be one of the main scions moving forward. Uh, Graha, if he survives, Estinian is going to become the new kind of wizened, like, veteran of the group, the gritty veteran. Um, Graha is the one I'm really torn on, because if they really wanted to make Xenos evil, they'd kill him. Uh, and if they don't want to do that to Xenos, then you keep him around, and you have him be kind of the, 
idealistic almost youth to the group despite yeah, the fact that he's the view. oldest one there yeah yeah <laughs> now i also feel like um what's his name oh, I, I can never remember his name he was in with a dollar in that cutscene. oh Gardenberg. yeah i feel like he might replace tartaru as the like scion's yep. face person I, I think tataru makes it i think i think she oh, yeah. survives through this uh, I did, by the way, that whole bit with Arnvald, where he shows up, and it's like, oh, right, you, the person that I care about and definitely feel things about. What's your name I like, again? Yeah. I like, That's really nice, but... And they're like, oh, I can't walk. I'm like, come on. Bummer. We have Sid! He's given one yeah. patch, and you're gonna get Magitek legs at some point. Exactly. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a weird moment of, like, I know you're trying to make me care about this character, but it, it's been a minute... Like, we haven't really seen him since Stormblood, and I'll be honest with you, I don't remember what I did with him in Stormblood. I don't remember why he was relevant. So, you're gonna, if, you're, if you're trying to get me mad, you need someone better. It's like, I remember, oh yeah, he was there to help us with Big Bosom Lady. Well, oh wait. Oh. Yeah, that's about what I remember. Like, <laughs> if you want to get me mad, you're going to have to hurt someone else uh, a lot more than you uh, than are involved. Like, you want to get me mad, murder Yashola. Now I'm mad. Now I'm ready to go to war. I think, I, I mentioned it on the Limit Break Radio episode, but if they want to really set up Endwalker, there needs to be a scene where, where Xenos approaches you, and he's finally got you out alone. He's finally caught you out somewhere. And uh, he is like, I'm not waiting any longer. I have it. He gets his cool scythe out, and he, you know, he just strikes a, an awesome pose, and is just like, face me now, warrior of light. Let us do this. We are destined for one another. Uh, and you go very reasonably. No, you're a psychopath. I'm I'm leaving. I have things to do. And uh, he says, "All right then." And he pulls Thancred's head out of a bag and throws it at you. And then you go, "Oh, all right. Well, I guess it's I guess it's on then. I guess I guess the kidding around's pretty much over." Yeah, I, I could see him doing that though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't know if they would show it like that, but like that's what I would do if I was in charge, and that's why they will never let me be in charge. Oh, will they? I'll forward it. I'll tell you what, the, the day of the day a Limit Break Radio alum is writing story for Final Fantasy XIV, yeah, that'll be the day. Look, it became a meme on my channel that I work for them just because I get a few predictions right occasionally. I, just, listen, you ought to, you, you can put in a good word for me then. Yeah, I will. I will forward it to the heads. I'll forward, I'll, I'll contact Yoshi P after this podcast to be like, look, I know the story's been written already and you've already probably mm -hmm. done some of the cutscenes, but can you just add this for me? I'll take a pay cut from zero to zero, but, you know. To be insults in the chat mentioning, like, yeah, I don't want anyone to die for the sake of it, but the shock factor of a sign being killed in a non-dramatic fashion, like, every time someone dies or almost dies in the case of Yishtola, it's in this big, grand sacrifice. Can you imagine that moment where, like, we don't even know when it happened, but apparently Xenos showed up and butchered somebody, and the, the final word we get to say to either Thancred or Ryanji or Yishtola is them having their head thrown at us. Like, brutal! And you would be ready to murder Xenos. You'd be like, all right, cool, you're a villain now. Congratulations, let's go. Because as much as we don't want to just kill people for the sake of... Like, we don't want to fridge somebody, right? We don't want to kill someone for the sake of killing them. But you have a villain that you have thus far failed to get over as the villain, at least to the North American audience. I don't know how, about, how the Japanese audience feels about him. But at least to the North American audience, I don't feel like he's really gotten himself over as a villain. He's just a stopgap most often to us. If you want to get him really over, 
you do that scene and you don't put any big dramatic music for it. You just have a really quiet scene where he tosses you the head of one of your friends and says, fight me or more will join him. And you go, all right, then you see your warrior of life do the uh, warrior of light, rather do the gritted teeth, get real angry. Maybe they do the power up animation or whatever. That'd be sick. And then they bust their weapon out and the fight's on. I'm into it. And for anyone that's bored, here's moaning Xenos. What's that? No one, no one in Discord can hear it, but I'm, I'm playing Xenos moaning over and over again right now in, 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 in the stream. Well, Xenos would definitely moan at the idea of getting a murderous scion to challenge uh, us to a fight. It's, it's a bit more sexual, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm aware. That is exactly the kind of moan he would make at that, at that idea. If, you, if, I, if I went into the Imperial Palace right now and said to Xenos, Hey, in the next expansion, Xenos... You're going to get to murder a scion, and it's going to make the Warrior of Light so angry that they're going to power up to their maximum potential and fight you. He would be rock hard by the time I finish that sentence. He would. Yeah, if we said we want to stick our sticks right into him, he'd be like, yes. Yeah, he'd be like, penetrate me, mommy. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I... I, I kind I kind of want Xenos over Stillian, honestly. Like, yeah, I would <laughs> like, rather Z- I would rather Xenos over Stillian any day. Actually, no, I don't. I, I, like, I really I really want Xenos because Xenos. I don't know. He he's a big guy, big expectations. Well, mm-hmm. but big power level. I, I just find him cool. Like, well, I he actually, find him cool. I just hate Astinian with everything I have in my body. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, so much a hate. I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought everyone loved Astinian. Hell no. No, I hate the guy. <laughs> no. Okay, we went to kill him on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mentioned, well, I, I, I will say the moment where uh, Imerich yells, Now cast them into the abyss. I'm sitting there like, that's a bad idea. Someone's going to go get them. Yeah, too. So yeah. I said, yes, I don't want to die for the sake of it. I don't want anyone to die for the sake of it, but the shock factor of the Scions being killed in a non-dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. God, can you imagine it? I, <laughs> I think we're just talking about that. Yeah, I hates. Yeah, Estinian is the only thing I hate. Yeah, he mentions also, I just want to see my Warrior of Light incandescent with rage. And that is so important because we spent so much time in this expansion seeing our uh, Warrior of Light go through other emotions. We saw them understand frustration and we saw them understand failure. We saw them understand fear and defeat. Like, we saw them get to under, like, live through some very different emotions than we've ever gotten to really watch our Warrior of Light go through, with the exception of maybe the Bloody Banquet. Uh, we got to see them go through so many different things, right down to the moment where they're sitting there choking up Light Ether, and sure, Square Enix, it's Light Ether, I'm sure. Uh, and yeah, sure, they, that's why I like to call it. That, that's what it is, right? No one <laughs> took that any other way, I'm sure. I'm sure there's no porn about that. Anyway, uh, they... We got to see our, our Warrior of Light struggle so much with different emotions, and one of them that we've really never gotten to play with is Blind Rage. We've never seen our Warrior of Light get so angry that they lose control, and I would love to get that moment where we get so angry at something in the next expansion that we just go utterly ham. I'm into it. I, I, the only issue is, though, for, my, for some people, that would be fine. Like, for Callie, she would look amazing. For Paul's character, that would look amazing. My Lalafell, it would ruin the moment. <laughs> uh, I tell you, Lalafell getting angry is, I, I think I'm into that. I, I think that's going to be funny as hell. You're going to just get a yeah. great moment. It's going to uh, be funny. Right. It's, just, it's just not going to be as serious looking. Like, everyone else would look really cool and serious. Then I'd be, I hate you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be so happy when I can be a bunny boy. Yes, the bunny boys are coming. And Walker is going to be 
man, I'm not going to be able to go in the quicksand anymore. It's just okay. going to be sticky. I, I can't... Uh, man, bunny boys are going to be an interesting experience. I'm going to have a lovely okay. time. Think mm. about it. Canonically, okay. the bunny boys literally go to their village and impregnate like 50 Viera and then leave. Like, how people are going to roleplay these things like... In, oh, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be terrifying. Is well, that how the cat boys were as well as well anyway, weren't they? If I'm brightly. Uh, well, the nuns, I suppose. Yeah. The tias, not so much. But uh, yeah, if but then again, if you're role playing yourself as a noon, get over yourself. Wait, why, streamlabs? Why are you timing people out? I don't why? know. Please refrain from using foul foul language. What does someone drop? Foul language did you use? You only I used can't see piss. any. They only used piss. Is piss a foul language? Hey, num nummy numpy, by the way. Uh, what? Streamlabs. We don't even. I don't even have that on. Trinity, what have you done? I haven't turned <laughs> censorship on. Why would I? It's Moogle go around. You can say pretty much anything here. Hey. Well, that's good to know. I, I I keep saying all these things, and I'm like, I wonder if I'm allowed to say that. No, you can oh, say no, anything I've, you want. I've, I've said like nearly anything under the mun. Like we're we're, we're trying to behave because. <laughs> but no, seriously, you can say. You're any trying to word. behave on my account. No, don't don't behave <laughs> on my account. Good lord, like oh. Well, <laughs> I'm behaving. I'm just have ambient music literally uh, banging through the wall. I was uh, just gifted a tier one sub. Woo! Nice. What two? Congratulations. Oh, to, Robbie, uh, to Robbie's channel. Yeah. I'm not even on Robbie's channel right now. How oh, nice. Uh, let me show Robbie Landis, I guess. Yeah, go. Robbie uh, underscore Landis also streaming all around here. I was I did shout out Limit Break Radio when you were talking about it, but then it said World of Warcraft they played it and I felt like I didn't want to do it. I wish I could go back and remove the shout out. Yeah, Strife, uh, cause Strife uh, uh, splits time between uh, Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft. So, yeah. Look, I'm happy with World of Warcraft. I tried it last year for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Went back to Final Fantasy XIV straight away, but it was an experience. <laughs> I played World of Warcraft throughout Wrath of the Lich King while also playing Final Fantasy XI. Uh, and I came back real briefly in whatever the one expansion before this one was. I can't remember. Uh, and it, it was fine. Yeah, BFA. Uh, and it listen, it was fine, but I like 14 more because hey. I get to play a sexy cat girl. So, you know. What yeah. Nami said was, I can't stand Emmett Cell. He was my favorite villain to hate, and now I want him back so bad. Now, if you really want to piss off the warrior, like, kill Tataru. Yeah, don't kill. If you kill Tataru, I will murder everyone and everyone you care about. <laughs> See, Square Enix can't do that to me no more because they already took away the love of my life. It's just, why do I even Moonbrita? play? Yep, Moonbrita. Moonbrita was in the game for like seven minutes. I know, and I loved her, then it's if, gone, I was like, oh. If you summed up her screen time, I think it would be shorter than a commercial break. I just liked it, and I was like so upset that she was gone, I was like, really? No more ephemera? Okay, it's fine. So I'll just walk away, sad. Wait, can I ask an ignorant American question of uh, my British host here? Sure, fire away. Okay, are panel comedy shows as big in Britain as it seems like they must be over here in America? They can be, yes. So... Uh, in my household, one of my uh, my, my brother-in-law, my roommate, is uh, very into a show called Would I Lie to You? And, oh. uh, yeah, like Mock the Week, uh, Would I Lie to You? And Something and a Half Cats. Um, uh, uh, oh, that's um, Jimmy Carr. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Carr's cats. show. Yeah, eight so out of ten cats, gonna, that's it. I thought you could bring up Never Mind the Buzzcocks for a second there. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. Uh <laughs> And Jimmy and Salsa is exactly what I'm gonna get. Bob Mortimer, I was, I was like, he was trying to get me into watching this with him, and he just showed me a couple of clips of Bob Mortimer performing on "Would I Lie to You," and I'm sitting there like, this might be peak comedy. This might be funnier than anything America has ever uh, come up with. Shooing Stars is my favorite panel show. That was 
it couldn't be done today because it's, it was quite offensive in certain yeah. areas, especially to one guest, uh, a, 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 an actress called Eureka Johnson. Um, yeah. They, she, they bullied her quite a lot, uh, which was mean, but they were friends. Oh, by the way, off, off screen, they're all friends. She was a recurring person on the show. Um, but no, that had, what you call it, a, a man dressed as a baby doing the points. And they had the scene where they just went, ooh, as a dove came from the sky with like the questions on. It was Jesus. It was an interesting show. I, I was, I was, I just had to ask because I'm sitting there like these shows yeah. are hilarious. Like, I wonder if these are actually big over in Britain or not. Yeah, you mostly find them on Dave, right, Paul? Good old Dave. Yeah, good old Dave. Yeah, Dave. Dave is a channel here, by the way. Dave and uh, E4 sometimes. <laughs> yeah, E4. <laughs> All right, Father Fenway, you might be underselling some of our comedy. Like, yes, we do have Amy Schumer and Carrot Top. That is not, I would say. The height of American comedy. <laughs> Good question. What is I the think, theme? I Ryan think we might have to say, like, George Carlin might be the height of American comedy. The theme is the fact that we get distracted by stuff. But by the way, if you've got any qu- more questions about British stuff, please fire away. We're happy to answer anything. Even in the chat. We don't mind. It's Moogle Go Around. We get random. Um, uh, the theme Nom of the says, day is what do you want to talk about in FF14? Yeah. And uh, Nom bring says, I like Mumbrita also. The there was a short little flirt story that never got to happen. Yeah. The, exactly. Uh, the, don't oh. never read the her doll story thing that you get. You gotta wind up Mon Breeder. Yeah. Never read that. It's cursed. I've read it. Oh. It's cursed. Please don't read it. So she's super into Uriange, uh, which I which I liked. Um because yeah. he's a giant nerd. And we've since we've ha- uh, since then though, we have had our giant nerd quota filled by uh Graha, who is the biggest dork that has ever been on our team, and I love him. Yeah, but at least Graha hasn't made a love doll of the character that passed away and then gave it as a to us as a minion. No, he has a love doll of the Warrior of Light, though, for sure. Yeah. Like, he sleeps yeah. with the Warrior of Light body pillow. Can we just confirm that yeah. that is for that, sure that, a thing? Yeah. That is a thing. Like, I and Ali like steals some, it. I still feel like some characters are Warrior Light sexual. Like, they, yeah. they, they their main say. thing is the Warrior of Light. No matter what race you are or gender, they love the Warrior of Light. Yep, we're playing Mass Effect 3 right now, a lot yeah. on my Twitch channel, yeah. and there's a lot of people who are Commander Shepard sexual. Like, it doesn't matter what Shepard you are, they're Shepard sexual. There are plenty of characters who are Warrior of Light sexual. Which is a bit weird when it comes to the fact that, you know, well, I guess we know from Cost of the Soul that Lalafell's, you know, if anyone's seen the NPC, or the one in, well, you, uh, nobody's quoted the one from uh, Camp Drybone. That's my favorite one. Have you seen the Lalafell in Camp Drybone? Please, many a woman in his 50 and 5 summers. Yeah, but no, there's another one, right? There's another one oh, that's my favorite. One? There's oh. one that not, not many people notice it, but this one's my favorite. It's a male Lalafell sleeping in a bed in Cap Drybone, right? Yeah. And if, if you stand there for too long, eventually you'd be like, snore, snore, Robon, make me your sultana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not heard that one. Yeah, not many people notice him. You have to wait a little bit for him to actually say stuff sometimes. Because he has right, a dialogue well, okay. loop. So, uh, yeah. He, uh, gay Lalafell confirmed. I'm into it. Yeah. There's a little male Lalafell that's sleeping, dreaming of, of, of Robon's. Well, don't yeah. we all dream of Robon? <laughs> I mean, I've met the voice actor. He's a lovely guy. Sure he is. Yeah. He made us. We all made him, right? It was, um, it was I think it was 2019 now. Um, they t- we talked to him to- about the fact that remember uh, Robon Savage that happened in game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up chatting with him about it, and so he decided during the panel to stand on stage, look away, and have everyone at the panel queue in front of him to do it that's... real life. Oh my god, that's so good! 
So we're all queued up in front of Robon to make Robon Savage real. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, that was the most, like, I don't know, like, wholesome. I went, yeah, it was, like, the ho- most wholesome, weird thing that's ever happened. I, well, I mean, and it, we've seen it across different MMOs. Like, when um, the one that springs to mind for me always is in Final Fantasy XI, when they introduced uh, your adventuring fellow, some uh, a partner you could summon to fight uh, with you, which was... Huh. It was it was revolutionary at the time, but in in hindsight, what a garbage system that was. Uh, but to do it, you had to do a series of quests, and one of them required you to spawn a, a notorious monster to fight, and only one could be up at a time. So you went down into this area, this cave, to where the spawn was, and you would just see a line all the way to the entrance, basically, of people waiting their turn to spawn this enemy and fight it, and you had to like wait like two minutes in between spawns. It was a pain, but yes. it was like every. Everyone was in really good spirits about it. Like everyone was laughing and joking and like like unable to believe that this was actually working. And then there was, you know, a couple people who would who, obviously some people were like, "Hey, do you think this was good game design?" I don't know if this was a great game design or not, but uh, clearly they didn't learn their lesson. I I I was part of that line. I was in yeah. that line at the time. I played on Ashura back in Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah, so you know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about then. I should play Ashura. I I will always miss my character. Screw you, Square Enix, for making me lose my character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, I had my Mithra. Yeah, everyone knows the story, but yeah, I visited yeah. a friend. My IP was different. They banned my. They switched my password, thinking I got hacked, and then they wanted Oof. me to send my, uh, my. They what worse was they wanted my bank to sign a letter and fax it to them to get my account back. Good lord! So that that's how I lost. Is- I lost. What's good? I I had the absolute virtue earrings on my character because oh. a friend had. had killed it and they gave it to me as a gift so i had like one of the first pairs on my on ashura and then they were just gone (laughs) isn't it wild to think that as crazy as se is today they used to be more insane oh yeah i mean i remember back in the day where i used to go to uh killing ifrit and blue garter forums because Mm -hmm. the patch notes weren't really patch notes at the time they were just like here is an update so i used to go to blue guard so i could look at the data mines just so i could find out what was actually added Mm-hmm. It wasn't like now where to spoil myself or anything like that so I can see what's happening because we have to get patch notes now. But like back in the day, you'd go there just so you could find out what was going on. Um, That's wild. Uh, Kai said, this is a dumb question. It did reach out to your bank and they turned you down. Yeah, I reached out to my bank and they turned me down because they didn't want to send... Because I live in England and what happened was I couldn't wait till... Fi- I didn't want to wait because back in the day, UK had to wait so long between games for Final Fantasy. Um, it was an average between six to eight months between release from North America and Europe. So I paid £100 to import the Final Fantasy XI copy from the launch of North American release, which, by the way, at the time was $200 because oh. one pound was two, one, $2. Boring. I was in college Garbage at the time. Game. <laughs> uh, uh, 1.0 was raw. No, I'm talking about 11. Oh, 11. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. um, 11, 1.0, 11 at yeah. that point was, was yeah, always 1. also rough. 1.0 burnt me as well. I played 1.0 during the free trial period, and then when they charged, I will say this: I, as much as 1.0 sucked, the content sucked. It buggy as hell. It was horrible, yep. horrendous. At least they admitted that it was bad, and they didn't yeah. charge subby. Yeah, listen, I took a week off work to play a or 14 1.0 when it came out, and I got about six hours into playing it before I was like, actually, this isn't getting any better. This game is actually garbage. Holy crap! And yeah, to their credit. They very quickly were like, all right, yeah, we can't charge a sub fee for this game. It's 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 terrible and it's broken. Uh, and they fixed it. So good on them. Yeah, I would get that credit 1.0. Yeah, you know, six months, I think it was, without charging anyone a single cent for sub fee. 
while they tried mm-hmm. to turn the ship around. And then they charged, you know. And I, I was already, like, you know, burnt out by then. And then I came back for the alpha test, actually because of Mass Effect 3. <laughs> so thank Mass go. Effect 3. Uh, I met some friends playing Mass Effect 3 in multiplayer. Um, and I was talking to, yeah, I met, I was just sort of random people that I'd met. Um, and I was talking about the fact that I used to play 11 and they said they were thinking about buying 14 when it came out. I said, oh, I was kind of burnt with 1.0. They're like, oh, but we're going to try. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Here we are. <laughs> so thanks, <laughs> Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3 brings us all together. Uh, Volus bring us all together. Volus are the best. <laughs> the Volus. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, as, uh, by the way, as, uh, you were watching playing earlier and Robbie said, yeah, you can... It's not the whole movie, but there's like a 20-minute audio section based on Blasto. That's awesome. Yeah, if you stand by one of the signs, it just goes through like 20 minutes of the movie. It actually has like the credits at the end, so... That's funny. I like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Includes a sexy Alcor. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how a sexy Alcor exists, but that was part of the lines. I mean, whatever. I guess I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, there you go. If, if anyone wanted to see a sexy Alcor... Do you not? They... <laughs> uh, true. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they exist, sadly. I'm, I'm well, sure they do. I'm not sure it's a good thing, but I'm sure they do. Uh, so we're a Final Fantasy podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, because I've been looking at my Twitter, and my Twitter is blown up about Bioware right now. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because Dragon Age and Mass Effect are at EA Play, which has pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, but like some of the people have actually like directed their anger towards them, and I really, really think they shouldn't. Like in this day and age, man, oh, no. like, you know, this shouldn't be that. I said, well, it's just another day. <laughs> I do wonder well, why you wouldn't you fun. want your game on EA Play? Like, yeah. why? No, EA Play is their digital event. Their digital, like, new event. Oh, just I, thought e- yeah. I thought EA Play was their subservice. It, it is the same thing. They, I don't know why they have the same name for everything. Oh, but yes. Awesome. Yeah, 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 of course they do. Especially their E3. Yeah. Especially like, their E3. Gotcha. So, yeah. But they're not bringing out like any like new games. I think it's like some FPSs and like shooters and like Madden. So I was like, well, I'm just not going to look at that then. Well, I mean, I'll watch it. Glad I don't have to watch it for work anymore. I mean, I'll watch it just because I've heard about one game that'll be there that I'm excited for that hasn't been announced yet. So I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> yeah, because there's a bunch of like the, like the independent games, aren't they? Oh, no, this is a little bit bigger than that. And I think uh, I don't want to get in trouble, but if, if, if what I've heard is true and you like horror titles, Please look forward to it. Oh, well, I can only think of one game that would fit that uh, that mold for EA Play. Interesting. So I can't, I don't want to say anything because you know it's like some of the not, I've heard I hear stuff often. Okay, but some of the stuff I hear no EA. <laughs> would you say it's a horror title, uh, a franchise that might be relevant to Mass Effect fans? Ish. All I would say is it has lights on the back. It, yes, it does have lights on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, interesting. So, but no, I I heard some things. I I, I hear things. Like I I I, I teased the free trial upgrade before it happened to a lot of the big content creators. Um, you know, it must yeah. be nice working at Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, but yeah. So. But sometimes I hear stuff, and it's because of how stuff works. Sometimes it's not right because I might have what I might have heard of was six months ago, and six months ago is a long time. Mm-hmm. So again, with this, I can't confirm if it's not you know yeah, hundred percent still going through. I've been through the cutting board, but yeah, for why no? People are doing a Mass Effect series. With well, they've got a new Mass Effect, haven't they? Coming. Well, yeah, which is I'm I'm really like when I saw that I was like, huh? I'm also huh? happy that they 
that they changed the plans for Dragon Age because remember they started off like it's gonna be a live service like Anthem. oh when they said that I, I my heart nearly like dropped out of my goddamn ass like I was like uh oh, well it's over yeah. <laughs> yeah boys that's it it's like Inquisition's like body player was it was like it was fun but it just didn't and they had the whole like loot box system they had added into it it's like yeah nah. it had it all ha- that gear stuff attached to it yeah it's like yeah. I, like. I I play Mass Effect for you know the relation you know. No one's playing Mass Effect for anything other than uh, cute space girlfriends. Yep. Yeah. yep. It or uh, or boyfriends. Talia, Talia is my favorite. Jack is yeah. my favorite. She's the best. I will never get me. over Femship Talia not being doable. That's so Same. upsetting. I still it's find like... it weird that Jack isn't doable with Femship. I feel like that would be a thing that would happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, boy. Not to not to stereotype, yeah. but yeah, with that haircut, yeah. I mean, I feel like not with just a haircut, but I feel like with her upbringing, you know, I feel like it would she would be bi curious at least. Oh yeah, I would think so. Yeah, even if it was just to be a rebel, you know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately, they caved to Fox. So what are you gonna do? Oh, do you know who I miss? I miss Grunt. Grunt? Yeah, Grunt's great. I can't wait I to meet Grunt. I'm in ME three right now. I can't wait to meet Grunt. I love. Uh, Kai says, "Wait, are the servers still live for Mass Effect Three multiplayer? I thought they shut down." Uh, uh, I don't know. Osmo says, "I totally played Mass Effect Three for the impressive gunplay mechanics." <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. it's like, it's like I still need to play through the Legendary Edition again. It's just that my PS4 is like dying because you know I'm I'm oh, wow. not a you know I'm not a uh, a person that have a PS5. Are they still alive? I thought they, I thought they shut down like ages ago when they shut down their uh, uh, shop a while back. Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. I would, I would take Kai's word for it. Kai's a big ME3 yeah. multiplayer fan. Well, thank you. Ah, uh, I have it for PlayStation, but I do have a laptop now that can run stuff. So maybe, maybe, how about this guy? I'll, I might grab Mass Effect for the PC so I can play it with you sometime. Even though I'll hate it. Wait, you control controls upon PC, right? The three. Yeah, three. Yes. Ah. Uh, Okay, then I will buy free. Because <laughs> I can't play mouse and keyboard. Anyone that's seen me try mouse and keyboard, it's like, there's no describing it. It's just bad. I just can't. You just described it. Well done. No, trust me. That's, that's the nicest description. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I my PS3. I have a PS3, but it's in the other room. I keep all my consoles. Um, my PS3 and my PS4 in the other room. My uh, PS2, PS1, GameCube. Um, I think I have a Dreamcast as well in there. Somewhere. And an NES that I bought later. Oh, I have the Mega Drive still. Oh, <laughs> good times. But yeah, Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> acclaimed MMO. Um, right, uh, this is where we're going to end. We're going to download uh, Mass Effect 3 again. Uh, yeah, I can't really go play Mass Effect 3 <laughs> instead. Um, I mean, with the big, like, kind of downtime, like, most people have, like, if you're not, like, coming back to the game, like, say you took a break beforehand and you're probably catching up. But for a lot of us that have pretty much done most of the things, then we're kind of just sitting and chilling. Oh, how how's your savage uh, going, by the way, Scalia? Not bad. Uh, we uh, are still working on E9S. We only started a couple weeks ago. Nice. Uh, we're start we're on E9S. We made it to Enrage uh, last night, so now it's just about uh, maximizing the DPS uptime until we clear. Nice. Well, good luck. I hope you clear it tonight. You raid in tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think. Our next raid is um, Tuesday, I believe. So it'll be a bit. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, we're raiding in about an hour and a half at two a.m. So. Very oh. nice, very nice. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it's like a half two. Well, I normally get on around two just to make sure I'm ready. But yeah, I think it's half two. Yeah, half two. 
my brain always says two. That way I'm there just in case. Uh, uh, Osma said, oh, no, oh God, E9S in Rage Good Times. Uh, Kai says two, actually one for single player and different for my player for reasons unknown to me. They're mutually incompatible, but they're nice. It's probably because they probably have like a different system for the Moi player. That's why, maybe. Mm. But no, what are you up to in game? Because I know I'm personally taking a break from the game slightly. Uh, I'm slowly leveling up my crafters because that was a channel point reward where I had to reach level 80 and do an expert recipe. Uh, so I'm slowly working that. Uh, Fun. Yeah. But without a macro, uh, by the way. I have to do it without yeah. a macro. Without a macro. Fair enough. Uh, right now, I'm uh, working on just knocking off my Endwalker to-do list, uh, finishing up Omega at the moment. Uh, in addition to E9S, I'm trying desperately to buy a medium house in the mist. I've got the 20 million gill. I have a small house currently, so I just need the house that I want to come up for sale in one of the wards, so I'm checking that all the time. Uh, and then outside of that, just kind of, you know, doing all the other stuff that I hadn't gotten around to yet. Oh, nice. I want a medium house in the goblet eventually, but... I'm saving up, and I'm. Well, my plan is just once everyone rushes to buy Ishgard housing, and then feels sad because they bought Ishgard housing, I'm gonna then go run to a medium house in the Goblet and steal it from someone. Six point one, baby! It's gonna be yeah. a heck of a day. It really is. Uh, I'm literally gonna go to all the FC leaders in the Goblet, or I'm sorry, in the in the Mist, in the house that I want, and be like, "Hey, are you moving your house? Hey, are you moving your house? Let me know when." <laughs> uh, it's gonna. I still. I still feel bad because of how easy I've got two houses in the past. Like I was watching Word to Game. Chris spent weeks on stream just clicking a house, and Paul oh. can tell you that I just ran to to my house and got it. Oh, Chili's RNG is yeah. just like like I. I That's swear. insane. <laughs> yeah, I've logged in in the morning. There was a few people there. Clicked it a couple of times. I thought I've got to get some work done and go eat lunch. Blah blah blah. Got work done. Logged in later on a couple of hours ago. Nobody was there, clicked it, got it, and I got text messages, uh, tells saying, how did you get it? I'm like, well, it was open. That's insane. I, <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times I sat there for 10 hours spamming that placard. Yeah. I hate this. I hate the system they have for it, but uh, yeah. I, I will say, um, you didn't hear this from me, anyone, right? Nobody heard this from me because we all know that macros are against the rules, okay? You know, macros are against the terms of service, and we all know this. So right. don't use a macro, right? And you didn't hear this next part from me either, okay? This next part, um, not from me. I would never say anything like this. Not chilly, not the nice boy. Um, but you, you know you can have retainers that sell items yes. outside. Now, what would happen if you suddenly put that retainer next to the placard where people have macroed to try and buy stuff? It would probably get in the way of bots. Yeah, and they would yeah. buy your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I heard people do that. They put, they glitch their thing on top, they glitch the retainer on top of the sign so that bots that are stat there to try and buy housing end up just buying everything off your retainer. That's bonkers. <laughs> so you didn't hear this from us. No, no, definitely no, not. No, but if it happens and you have a house and you see bots, you know, we didn't say anything, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, you did hear this from me. The new expansion for Star Wars, The Old Republic, has been announced. Legacy of the Sith. Well, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be quitting and not playing Final Fantasy ever again. Goodbye. Well, it looks like we need a new co-host. Uh, if anyone wants to join me, we'll go around as a co-host. <laughs> uh, applications below. Shadrach, <laughs> uh, this new system for houses is terrible. It's better than it used to be, in my opinion, when anyone else could ha everyone could have all the houses. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, let's just put it this way. They haven't gotten it right yet. 
Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hope. I I, I am hoping. I, I am hope. I am dreaming in my heart that Ishgard, not Ishgard, I mean, Island Sanctuary is going to be like instant housing. That would Yay. be ideal, but I don't know. Like, maybe. I don't know. I, I know they have this whole big thing about they want the neighborhoods, but like, yeah, hopefully the island sanctuaries will just be like, cool, everyone gets an apartment now. Congratulations. And that's what I said like, by the way, not exactly the same. It's not going right. to be 100% like if you owned a house, there will still be benefits to own a house over island sanctuary. Like it'll be bit, like it maybe have it limited to how much you can in an apartment. Um, I feel like it, you know, what if you everyone that got island sanctuary gosh, like a barn that they customize, you know. You have your own little barn. Yeah, we'll get to sleep in the barn. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want. For, I, 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 Island Sanctuary is my Edwalker ex- excitement. <laughs> that is my excitement. I'm very simple, okay? I'm a simple man. <laughs> I just want Animal my Lala Fel- game. Enjoy. I just, I just want my Lala Fel to retire, become a farmer, and, you know, relax and grow plants and breed stuff. <laughs> that's, that's it. Ah, uh, uh, yes, the breeding. <laughs> Look, I do. I did it really well with chocobos. Okay, <laughs> so I could do it I with. Mean, with... <laughs> I don't think I know Swaltor had a uh, a system like that where you could be on like like own a house on a like, different planet. Like I had like a temple on Yarvin Four. I had a apartment complex building. It was just really big room. Uh, in like it, it was just really nice. I like I like that where it's like that. It's kind of like big. Didn't even cost you that much either. Kitty the breeder. She'd probably get a title for himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. No, that really? no, no. I would get. I'm sorry, but if I had that title, I would get so much hate every time I walk around anywhere, just because what? of the stigma of being a lot of hell. I would get so much hate. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, that I I would get all of the hate, <laughs> which is fair, but at the same time, it would be annoying. <laughs> I just own it. <laughs> Jenny Rose Swinger, the breeder. <laughs> sounds like a Final Fantasy Eleven NM. That sounds great. Breeder of the Rose. That's like, yeah, that's like your Humju the Torrent. <laughs> and at my age, it's understandable that I pop every 24 hours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, well, it's been fun being on Twitch, everyone. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Now my mind is blank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm still in awe over the new uh, expansion for Swallow Door. Uh, but uh, what are you most excited for about Endwalker? Uh, for Endwalker, well, obviously the MSQ. Um, I think this is a story that has been building ostensibly since 1.0 uh, to see kind of the ending of the Hydaelyn and Zodiac saga is, is really exciting to me. Uh, so many MMOs really don't get the opportunity to end their stories in a in a really uh, cogent way. We saw it with Rhapsodies of Anadeel in, in FF11. And I'm, I'm, and while this isn't the end of the story overall, obviously, because there will be a 6.1 and there'll be a new story that's going to be told, to kind of get an end to this, you know, journey we all began, almost, you know, over a decade ago in some cases, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how it all wraps up. Um, 
And outside of that, it, it's hard to say what, I, what I'm most excited for because we don't actually know a, a lot for as much as we do know. Like, um, I, I'm really curious to see how this uh, La Habrea raid turns out. But again, because of the story, that's what I'm interested in. Uh, how this um, uh, Sanctum of the Twelve uh, raid ends up turning out. Like, there's, there's so much that we're probably for, but it's all lore to me. And that's what's got me most excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see where the story goes because I feel I bet Yoshi P is going to be really happy that um, he can finally make new content that wasn't drafted back in 1.0 because although right. the story's written, yeah, he writes the story now. Technically, the the overall plot was already like scripted in 1.0, and he's not been able to actually make the co- any like new content that he you know if he wanted the story that he wants to tell, he's not been able to do it ish. Right. Well, I, yeah, I think to an extent he's been able to, like, because they've clearly retconned lots of things and, and changed a lot of things over yeah. over time, even as recently as, like, there's been retcons to, like, the Warriors of Darkness. Uh, so, like, they've made, they've clearly changed directions on things. But, yeah, like, to be able to tell a fresh story that's basically kind of whatever he wants, uh, that's kind of why I think they've begun the setup for this with Omega and uh, Midgard Stormer. I think we're going to get more involved, the Dravanians and, and Midgard Stormer's brood. I think that's a lot more of the story that he wants to tell. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see more about the dragons, about why they came to Hydaelyn. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Oh, on Limit Break Radio, you talked about um, them surviving, how they survived. They um, the dragons? split. No, the split. Yeah, the Asians. Oh, the Asians, yeah. I, I had my theory that I was going to... Maybe they. That's maybe that's why we got to. Maybe they survived on the moon. Yeah, that's a possibility. That, like it was literally them yeah. leaving. Um, I, I'm yeah. not certain what we're going to encounter, uh, on the moon. We 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 got obviously the name of the city on the moon. Paul. Yeah. Uh, Walker. What was something. it called? Uh, Mare Lamentorum. Yeah. Um. So like that could like there's a there's a lot of different ways you could take that. Uh, with with Mare being on it, like uh. You could take that as a as a playoff nightmare, so like you know, uh, or a bad dream, so a, a dream's lament or something like that. There's a lot of ways you could take it. Um, I'm I'm interested. I I, I really want to see where they where they finish this story off and, and what things like the moon mean. Why are we going to the moon? For what for what reason? What is up there? You can see some of the what's called the you can some see you can see some inspirations of uh, Amarok from the designs of the buildings in in the yep. new area for sure you can uh yeah it makes you wonder if maybe uh emmett silk when he was on uh on the source maybe if he based himself yeah. on that place on the moon maybe if that's where he hung out uh yeah. when he wasn't in garlemald although we found out that he has had a penchant for empire building uh long before the garleans as well and he probably built all the great empires uh of that era uh, Ozma saying that they're unsatisfied with how the 13th has been treated so far. So the Void is interesting, and you do get a little bit more about the Void if you complete all the role quests. I cannot recommend enough that you level up one of each kind of role and, uh, and complete all the role quests because you will. That. Yeah, you will get a little bit more information on the Void and what exactly is happening with the Void. So, uh, I, I can't recommend that highly enough. I, right, I still wish... I wanted to see. I would love to have seen what this happened. You know, when we became that void spewing bomb, not void. I mean, light spewing bomb in mm-hmm. the story. If we'd found a way to get to the thirteenth and seen what happened, if we, you know, let ourselves off there. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about what. Uh, yeah, what Grahatia's plan was, right? Yeah. 
was to take all of our light ether and go to the void with it. Uh, had that succeeded, what would have yeah. happened? Because um, the void is yeah. th- th- what it is because of the fact that darkness was too, yeah, you know, too much darkness. What if mm-hmm. we just put all that light energy over there instead? Well, that's what's interesting too, right? Because yeah. we find out in Shadowbringers that uh, a, a calamity happens when the uh, when one of the ethereal elements gets so out of proportion that it causes a calamity on the source. But okay, so why didn't that happen with the void? Because the void is exactly that. Darkness has consumed all in the void. Why didn't that lead to a calamity on the first or on the source yeah. rather? Um, I, I think that's a question that we're going to have to figure out the answer to at some point. Well, I think it's because Menphilia stepped in, right? With the first? Well, with the first, yes. But I'm talking about, like, why, it, like, the yeah. void clearly is completely overwhelmed with darkness. Why hasn't that yeah. caused a calamity? Yeah, true. I mean, they s- said they screwed up with how it, maybe, maybe, you remember, they've got to, like, weaken our, pla- our we got, we, they got to weaken the source, and then you've got to have a calamity on the source and a calamity on the, on the, on the in mm-hmm. the other dimension. Well, they didn't have a calamity on the calamity. Words are hard. They didn't yeah, have calamity. one on the source at the same time as they did on the 13th, yeah. and that's why it screwed up. Yeah, I, they do talk about how, like, it was their greatest failure, that they yeah. had done something wrong and left it as a useless void. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, you already then cannot become complete again because there is going to be a shard remaining. So I don't know what your plan actually is anymore. I, I, I'd be very curious to get a couple more answers about that. We need to have FS Asher on, on Animus. Or, or Koji. Oh, Koji. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll call Koji. We'll get Koji. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say, like, I assume he works in the same department as you. <laughs> I, like, would, I, would, I would love... There are a few people in this world I would want more than to just have, like, a one-hour discussion with, like, just have dinner with someone and let them be completely honest. No recorders, no microphones, no nothing. Just like, hey, can we just talk for an hour about this lore? Because I, I gotta know. Yeah, mine would be uh, yeah. Soken. Soken would be fascinating. I'll just eat fried chicken with him. <laughs> yeah, That's good. I would love to eat some Lawson's chicken with Soken. Uh, I want to. I I want to have a random bro fist with Yoshi P on stream again. That's that's again. what I want. <laughs> again. <laughs> that's all I want. Okay. Well, we'll yeah, just go I, down the floor in your cubicle then, and just hit him once. Twenty. Scalia, twenty sixteen fan fest. I was with Phoenix Down Radio at the time. Yep, I remember. Uh, they were do- they were doing a live stream at the after the show. Um, I ran out the hall, and after the sh- after the, um because it was right after the show, they start um people from Square Enix started walking past, and Yoshi P stopped in front of the camera, bro fisted a couple of us, and then walked off. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got uh, a uh, I I got my Limit Break radio bag signed uh, by Yoshi at uh e3 one year and he looked at like he signed it and then looked at the logo and just kind of glanced at me and i'm like yeah i don't think I know who you that. are uh, the, uh, uh, listen the, uh, my name is in a database somewhere and it says do not work with <laughs> uh, well don't worry if i ever do work i would make sure to switch that over to do work with yeah well i would appreciate that you're gonna have to probably get through some high level security clearance for that but uh i'm sure you've got the poll I think Michael like, Christopher Koji Fox is a, is the top of the nine tiny puzzles they get on the podcast list. It is so hard to get yeah. SE to even respond to something, let alone get yeah. a big interview. Like, I'll, I'll take it from me. I mean, you you two probably yeah. know. Like, even when you do get an interview, it is so redacted and so like yeah. they're so strict. Like, what you can ask is it is it's really hard to do an interview. Yeah. 
you have to submit your interview questions to them. They submit back, and then you have to submit yep. back, and then finally you you get your interview questions. Yep. I I will never forget the first because I, I went to the London Fan Fest. By the way, um, I bought the right. I was told that they had no press tickets for us because I yeah because of my other work, not just Moogle around, but my other work at the top. Yeah, you know, still. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have any press tickets for us. So anyway, I bought the press tickets. I went down. By the way, the London Fan Fest, the first London Fan Fest, the most disappointing Fan Fest you can ever go to. Um, oh really? That sucks. It was one day, and that one day included your tickets. Peace. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I, on the way down there, I got a direct message from my boss saying, "Oh, we got press tickets." I'm like, "Okay." So I ended up getting. They told me they didn't have any, but then he's like, "Yeah, we we got two. So I ended up spending the money on tickets that I didn't have to spend money on. Well, you know? at least there's that. Yeah. Uh, and then I had to escort my boss around the event, and he didn't. He'd never played Final Fantasy game at the time before, so I didn't know what anything was. Well, that was fun. Well. It was fun when I, he pointed out I talked to him earlier while also looking at po- while pointing at Yoshi P. Mm-hmm. He didn't know, he didn't know. I was like, oh, he was like, what's this? It's a chocobo. I'm like, it's a chocobo. What's this? Oh, and he turned up in a suit and tie. By the way, you should have just pointed out like in like the most useless terms. Part. What's this? Horse bird. Yeah, <laughs> I've met him twice in real life at two different events: Eurogamer Expo and FanFest. And both conventions, he turned up in a suit and tie. It's uh, not a good yeah. look. Not at a gaming convention. No, 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 not at all. And he wondered why some of the studios were like, no, we, we're not letting press in. <laughs> yeah, Because exactly. he, he looked like he was pretending to be press. Right, show up in a gaming <laughs> t-shirt yeah. and jeans. You're fine. Yeah, they were letting me in, and he got confused. Of like, uh, He went to EA, right? EA was doing... Uh, I, I think it was the first Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Um, and they said, no press. And I said, one second. I said, I'm press. Can I come in? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, he's my friend. Can he come in too? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, but why not me? I don't know. <laughs> if you're wearing a suit and tie at a gaming convention, yeah. you better be like the finance person at a game studio. Like, that's the only way that's acceptable. Uh, no, I miss him. He's, he's not my boss anymore. He left a couple of years ago. He, he was he was in, an interesting person. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh Anyway, anything you want? Any any more questions? Anyone got about Final Fantasy fourteen before we start wrapping this up? Because we're actually going longer than normal right now. Well, that would be uh, pretty standard for any podcast that I appear on. Well, I mean, I don't know when we're going to be able to get you back, so I want to make sure I get, get as much time as I can with you. There you go. Anytime. Feel Thank free you. to reach out. Yay! I mean, I'll, I'll to be very clear. I reached out for this one because I needed a favor. So I mean. I've been wanted. To, I've been wanting to reach out to you for a while now, but I'm so nervous when it comes to certain because I've, as, as I said before, I've idolized both you and every, you and everyone else at Limit Rate Radio for so long that it's one of those things that's hard for me to. I know it's stupid because we're all people that talk about video games, but there's certain you know, like when I talked to Mister Happy, I was I was physically shaking in real life the entire show. I'll admit that right. I was so nervous because it was someone that I enjoy and have known. From a distance, more than I have known normally. Well, I, I believe me, I'm the same way. Like, I'll get to uh, when when I went out to Fan Fest, right? Like, I saw uh, Kyoko Star there, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Kyoko Star. And someone's like, you can go talk to her. I'm like, no, no, she's like important. And they're like, and they're like, go talk to her. It's fine. And it was. It was. She's super nice. She's one of the nicest people in the world. Uh, yeah. And that, but it's it, like no matter who you are or where you are in the community, that imposter syndrome, I swear, never goes away. It never does. Uh, like, I still you. would go, I would I would go to FanFest still and be like, I don't know that I'm important enough to be here. I think, like, I should probably just, like, sit quietly. 
fan fest where I want to go to the next fan fest in Europe, but what you tell me is to not bring a suit. Sure, bring it to the to the event afterwards, but not the event. Yeah. Or just don't bring a suit and tie. Get yourself uh, a nice so, dress. So I come into my yeah. green suit and tie, yeah? I have oh a purple gosh. tie. Listen, if it's if it's ridiculous enough, it goes back to being okay. Like, it has to be insane. It's no, neon I... green full suit. Uh, you, there you go. If you've got a full <laughs> neon green suit, get yourself a neon blue tie and wear it. Absolutely. That's acceptable. No. Disco Cup, um, one of the fans of the show, and She Heals Her Tank. Remember, go check out mm-hmm. She Heals Her Tank. Go to watch.tv so She Heals Her Tank. Um, you can catch me on She Heals Her Tank next uh, next Friday, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. He wants me to come in a subliga. So that's something. Whoa. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll that's... tell you what. Uh, <laughs> that It's a degree of confidence I'm not sure I'll ever have. Look, I I I, I agree that instead of a subliga, I'll wear a, dr- a skirt. I, 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 I agreed to that instead. I was like, nobody wants to see that. I don't want to see that. No, no, nobody wants to see that. I, I hope to cosplay I, I my Warrior of Light for next FanFest. Oh, nice. What about my Santa cat suit, Chili? I mean, <laughs> Santa cat suit. That's well, the first time I've heard of this. Of yeah, what the... <laughs> A cat suit? Is it like a suit with cats on it, or is it? Don't you know, you know what a cat suit is? No, a cat no. suit is a, a very tight leather outfit. Yeah, that'd be like a, a, yeah. a BDSM outfit. Yeah. Oh, but that's kind of kinky. I I don't I don't get the Santa part of it. Does does it have well, beards I, on I, it? I assume it's I assume it's red with some white trim. Okay, that makes more sense than okay. Got, and then it has the hat too, right? Like I, I yeah. can only assume that the hat might be more of a gimp mask, but like yeah. I mean, I'll sell with my... I, I've got a poop Christmas hat. I'll sell with that. I know I walked around FanFest last time with my poop hat on mm-hmm, the entire mm-hmm. time, which was which was interesting. <laughs> Sunlight. Sunlight. Not what a correct OP. Sunlight immediately makes you... I was so Sunlight. Like, Sunlight. Sunlight immediately? Hmm. I mean, we like to be indoors, so Sunlight would be the opposite of a fan that works at SE. Right. Did, no, didn't you see my cat suit in Discord? No. No? And fluffy no. white ball gag. <laughs> fluffy white ball gag. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, mistletoe clamps. <laughs> mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. That's uh... right, that is what that is one plate of milk and cookies. I'm not touching. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, welcome to Google Go Around, everyone. If you're not following us, you're smart. <laughs> you're not following. You're smart. You got a brain. Uh, well played. So, Scalia, before we wrap up, have you got any shout outs? Anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, first of all, uh, do want to give a huge shout out to uh, all my uh, co workers who are still doing amazing work over at uh, Checkpoint XP. Uh, make sure that you follow them and, and keep up with them. Uh, even though I'm not part of the brand anymore, I was very proud of the work that we did over there. Uh, and uh, right up to the end, I, I believe strongly in it. Uh, so make sure you you uh, follow with them. I also want to give a uh, shout out to my uh, team over at Limit Break Radio, to the people who I had the absolute pleasure of working with, Nero, Nika, Juxta, uh, Callow, Strife more recently. Uh, they are an amazingly talented group, so you should check them all out if you're interested in Final Fantasy content. I know they just put their Patreon back up. Uh, and they are going to be producing Limit Break Radio content again, as I understand it. So that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then lastly, uh, myself. I, uh, you can follow me over at twitch.tv slash Escalia. We're going to be streaming uh, five days a week uh, starting later this month. Right now I'm streaming almost every day because I'm trying to get the channel where I want it in time for the official channel launch, which will be at um, uh, on July 21st. It's going to be the official channel launch. It's my 32nd birthday. We'll be doing a day-long stream. Uh, by that point, I, I want to start doing streams Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday which is going to be good stuff. I don't yet have a Discord or anything, although people keep telling me I need to make one, so maybe I will have a Discord in the not-too-distant future, and as I understand it, I was just sent my first two emotes, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, you'll be able to check out my first couple emotes on stream uh, tomorrow. We'll be streaming at 5 o'clock Eastern Time uh, until 9 o'clock when I will be appearing on Maelstrom Radio. Nice. We got our first, we submitted our first follower emote, so we now got a follower Congratulations. emote. It's a pickle. Uh, it's a pickle in a car. It is a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love my emotes. Oh, they're so cute. Uh, you know, I'm going to be like lining up. Everyone's going to be lining up so that we can sub to you right away, so we can get the VIP badge. Yeah, well, listen, the VIP, like the first badge, sorry. Because it because it blows my mind, right? <laughs> like I have uh, I've obviously been performing now for a very long time, and it's like I was talking about earlier, that kind of imposter syndrome never goes away. The idea that people would want to line up to subscribe to me still blows my brain. Like, I cannot fathom it. But I am, of course, incredibly grateful to anyone who does choose to do so. We're expected to make affiliate status maybe as early as Saturday. Uh, and uh, I'll put out a tweet as soon as we do. And yeah, you can uh, rush in to become a, a founding uh, subscriber. That's uh, a fun little concept to. that they have. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's going to be like housing savage. Yeah, housing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know that it'll be quite that in, in high demand. I'll tell you what. If it's that high in demand, I'm going to be set. Like, we're, like, I'm not even going to have to worry about whether I can make it as a streamer. Founder savage. There you go. <laughs> the weeping uh, city of merch 2.0. Uh, uh, Paul, have you got any shout-outs or anything you want to say beforehand? Uh. Other than I'm sorry that my microphone was loud, I, I was literally better unplug it and put it back in, make it slower, make it lower, so it doesn't hear TV. Uh, stream still hears it, unfortunately, can't change that. It's open constantly. I've been having it mute a lot. Other than that, yep. Yeah, shout out to everyone who watches. Uh, big shout out to Mioni as well, who gave us so much love this uh, week, this week or last week. It's last week, man. I don't know, but it's been crazy. That 1,000-person raid was nuts. I was in people I can't even imagine. I would have a heart attack. Yeah. I would literally, like, like start hyperventilating and then cry. I was doing chocobo racing at the time. I'm like, what? 1,000, what? <laughs> How many? <laughs> oh, I got to do something more entertaining. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know I know that moment. <laughs> uh, they forced me to go back to chocobo racing because they enjoyed it because... Uh, have you ever watched, like, the, the, the Grand National? Grand National. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do that when I'm chocolate racing. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Uh, well, thank you uh, both so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Well, we're honored to have you on. Seriously, it means a lot to have you. Thank you so much, Escalia. You're very for joining welcome. Us. I enjoyed myself. Thank you. You are a Yay! legend of a content creator. Isn't it? It's great to have you on. Thank you. And Kai, yes, chocolate racing is good. You're right. Uh, I'd like to shout out to everyone that's joined us today in the chat. It's been nice to have, and it's lovely to see everyone. Um, it was nice to see Nom Nom Pie. I haven't seen her for ages, so a friend on Primal. I don't get to talk to her often now that I'm playing mostly on Aether. So, so it's lo thank you everyone for stopping by, uh, and thank you, Scalia. It's we're very privileged to be able to have a chat with you. Thank you. 
Seriously. Please, please, if you don't follow her, please. I'm going to say this multiple times. I'm going to tweet this out multiple times before Saturday. Go follow twitch.tv slash Escalia. You won't regret it, I hope. And if you do regret it, it's probably a good regret. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the kind of regret where you feel a little <laughs> sticky and shameful. It's going to be yeah. that kind of regret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this has been Moogle Go Around episode 123. As I said before, in two weeks' time, we'll be doing another Void Well giveaway. As I said, I'm going to give away a Void Well every month until the end of the till the expansion comes out, which I shouldn't have said because that's a long time away. But I said it, so I'm going to do it. Um, uh, there'll also be some secret puzzle stuff done as well between now and the end of the month. So remember that I there's none right now. But if anyone knows, there's no no hidden commands right now. Basically, I do hidden commands that you have to work out. And each hidden command has some text. And if you work out the word from all the hidden commands text, you get $15 worth of stuff on the mug station. Ooh, uh, I like it. That way it gives people stuff to do during the month. Um, uh, anyway, we'll be back in two weeks with, one second, with Tarot TV, uh, a wonderful Fantasy 14 warrior content creator who makes PvP stuff along with other content. Uh, we should also have java monkey underscore on the show to talk about gunbreaker um so yeah and they, they've done all but so that's incredible so check out july 15th where we'll have those two guests on but thank you everyone for joining us today thank you to our wonderful guest escalia uh as always thank you to everyone in the chat this has been moogle go around episode 123 and i've just done an ending again bye everyone bye bye <laughs>